Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hello, everyone. We're, we're so glad you've joined us for the first episode of our new podcast, IntelliKey Leadership Stories. I'm Kirsten Gouldy, CEO of Pure IntelliKey and head of our intuitive advisory coaching and consulting business. And I'm Mark Stenson, president of Bioscience Bridge. We're a heart-centered branding consultancy. We have the pleasure of knowing and working with so many great companies and groups and the inspiring people who are in leadership positions. That's why Mark and I wanted to create a podcast where you could hear their stories, stories about their principles, their cultures, their strategies, and the higher purpose that they strive for. Well, that's right, Kirsten. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time thinking about how this podcast might be different. I mean, certainly we know you've got a lot of podcasts out there to listen to. So here's how we're going to be different. We're going to share leaders' stories in their own words. Uh, Through our interviews, we're going to go beyond their beliefs and values and philosophies. I mean, a lot of people have the the how-to. But we're going to talk to them about their real-life actions, uh, practices, performance, uh, even their challenges and failures. I mean, we've all experienced those, of course. Uh, So we want to hear from these leaders uh, and learn from them how they overcome their challenges and how to put their practices into action for us, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Mark, that's so true. You know, I know that you and I have talked and we both find that the stories of these leaders that inspire us, they are inspiring to us. And And we are confident they will be to you as well, to our listeners. Here's another difference. These stories will be actionable. And as you strive for where you want to go along your journey, actionable matters because everybody always asks what type of actions we need to take. So along the way, we'll share specific resources that our leaders use or they'll share them with you. And we'll offer you suggestions for books, classes, consulting techniques that we have seen work and have worked for ourselves as well. Yeah, so this is what's going to be uh, fun. And, you know, we're going to learn a lot along the way from these interviews and and the resources people recommend. So today, really, in our uh, this is our kickoff episode. You know, we we want you to be able to get to know us, uh, what our backgrounds are and you know, what gives us the right to have a podcast on this topic, right? Do we even know uh, yet, Mark? Yeah, well, you know, we'll learn maybe in the next uh, few minutes. But, uh, you know, we're connected to the same purpose and the same vision that, that you all are. Uh, so like our future guests, you know, we've been working on our own, uh, achieving our own potential. And that's what we really want to learn from uh, today. And so, Kirsten, I thought we'd start with you, getting to know you a little bit better and your background. But I, I think, first of all, I mean, as CEO and founder of this company called Pure IntelliKey, uh, I, I only recently learned this word, IntelliKey. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to know more about it. Uh, what is IntelliKey? What does it mean mm-hmm. to you? And how did it become you know, the brand it is for you? That's right. No, you know, that's a great question, Mark. And, you know, we'll get into a little bit of background of where I've come from. But, you know, in my life journey, not necessarily just my business journey, 
you know, I've always strived to become a better person or expand beyond what I am. I'm really lit up by that, both professionally and personally. And when I, in June, as I was transitioning out of a technology telecommunications company into a different world altogether, you know, and having studied spirituality, I'm a seeker. So I've studied multiple disciplines, not just one. As I was looking at my spiritual path or my growth path along with my career path, what was really important to me is that, you know, expansion or elevating the person is tied to potentially a spiritual journey. But, you know, that word is so often put into a category that most people don't even want to listen to because of, you know, the already predetermined ideas of what that might look mm -hmm. like, right? So entelechy is an Aristotelian principle or metaphysical practice, if you will, that talks about achieving this highest potential of a person. When you add the word pure to it, after doing some research, my daughter and I, my daughter was the genius behind this word, not me, um, but I really wanted everyone to have access to achieving their highest potential and their soul's potential not being a spiritual buzzword, but really it being about the essence of who one really is, right? The soul is the essence of who we are. And that can mean anything, whether it be spiritual, science, whatever. So that's how the word, came, that's how pure entelechy came to be. It's a platform to achieve your highest true soul potential based off of the Aristotelian principles. Uh, that's terrific. I, I can imagine people going to Google right now to Google entelechy, <laughs> you know, and uh, they haven't thought of Aristotle since humanities class in high school. <laughs> that's um, right. So, you know, I know I did. Um, but this, you know, you find this entelechy word and it says, everyone has the potential inside them. Oh, without a doubt. And this is really a matter of, can you provide the environment? Can you provide the encouragement? Can you provide resources to really help a person achieve their full potential? That's uh, right. Which is just, I mean, as a, as a foundation, and then to be able to translate that to your company, I'm just really impressed by that idea. Thank you. And I, I will say, it's one step further, right? It's to your, you used a word, actionable, right? This is about individuals learning and developing tools. It's not just another tip or, you know, many of us have been through leadership training where if we remember one item out of it, we're lucky because we fall asleep through it, right? right, right. But these are about developing practices that you can live by that help develop the conditions of who you are, right? It's about becoming what it is you wish to be, rather than finding more tips and practices and more, you know, rah-rah coaching classes, right? This is about going inside, developing yourself, creating the right conditions within yourself, and then becoming the person and then being led by a higher calling to achieve your highest potential. So wow. it's not something that's outside of the individual. It's actually something that's inside of the individual. And that, that you it, already have it. That you already have it. Yeah. 
and so, um, you know, it's a new word to us. So IntelliKey, uh, mm-hmm. you know, now our listeners, we can all go out and use this in a sentence <laughs> and impress our friends. But, you know, let's learn how to, to put it into practice for ourselves, too. So That's a, right. as you think about your own journey, then, Kirsten, um, you know, g- give us some background, you know, re- rewind the tape to your uh, earlier career before you made this transition. What What's going on in your world and how are you approaching your, your work and life? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start with, I can never say I had a predetermined um, desire to be in corporate. Hmm. It happened. It was one of those where I just found myself in positions and always knew there was opportunity to grow. I didn't know that it wasn't mine for the taking, right? So And I also had a lot, what I would call divine intervention, right? Things happen to me rather than myself being conscious of the fact that I can be the catalytic change agent for my own life's pattern, right? So, you know, I started very early on in telecommunications right after the dot, right before the dot-com bust, Mm -hmm. right? And then there was the deregulation of the Communications Act. So there were a lot of technology and telecommunications companies open. And I was invited to become an administrative assistant for a brand new startup in Southern California. And before that, I had been in many companies. But, you know, this was where it really began for me. And, you know, everything is opportunity, Everything, it's, you know, preparedness meets opportunity. Yes. And most people don't realize that, you know, the success comes from actually harnessing the opportunity, right? You can just let it pass you by, and, and it's really a missed opportunity, so the elevation doesn't occur. Somehow I innately knew that early on. So there was an opportunity in this telecommunications company, which is... By the way, the CEO today is one of my um, leaders that I look to that helps shape who I really believe in as a leader. He's one of the few that I've had the privilege of working with. Well, that and I can great say that you I still have that connection. Oh, I so admire him today. He just he really shaped who I wanted to become as I grew in my older years. Um, and in that company, I I think I spent eight years there. And by the time I left, we went from zero to 500 million by the time I left. And I left for family reasons. But it was in that company where, you know, I went from administrative assistant to manager of investor relations to director of finance and treasury and then really began my career. It just happened. It wasn't because people said, oh, let's continue to promote you. I don't have a degree which is fascinating. So for me to achieve my higher levels of success without a degree, I defy the odds. And that speaks to reaching for higher potential. And then also I have trained metaphysically Mm -hmm. and multidisciplines and then began applying these universal laws, these universal principles to how I began to uncover Right. And then, you know, lots of different trainings from landmark education to studying the Kabbalah to shamanic practices. Right. But it's all the same. At the end, it's all the same. Tony Robbins. Right. Right. So just the studiers do seem to, if you can apply it, really do well. This is great. So with that as a background, then, you know, you're you're on your journey, you're on your path. 
And I always think of, you know, where was this fork in the road for you that said, you know, was this a calling that you said, I think I can do better. I think I can pursue something that may be more soulful. Um, or was it a lightning bolt of an event, you know, that says I have to change? I'm just curious how it how it developed for your life. It was a lightning bolt. <laughs> it really was. And I didn't know at the time that that's what it was. So um, I had left this telecommunications company and went over to a specialty finance investment banking firm in Southern California. And I had been there four years. I was a senior vice president. And I have a Tarot card reader <laughs> that I speak with every month, and I still do to this day. Every month we have a conversation, and she's more of an intuitive advisor to me. Um, so, in it's funny. I, Mark's giving me the hands. I, I have like an Italian <laughs> we're all, background. We're all my hands, hands are moving. Here. Yeah, my yes. hands are moving if, in the if background. If you had a camera, you would see <laughs> yeah. this. Hands everywhere. Yeah. But um, you know, she did a reading for me. And that year, I, you know, I'd been in landmark education for a long time. And in that year, I had created structures for fulfillment, we called them then, that put me on a trajectory to earn 250000 And I did, right? I did. What she said to me is, you can keep going, or, and you will get to where you say you're going to go, but it will not feed you, mm. and you will not be happy. And you'll get there and you'll go, why am I here? And at that time, I was, you know, looking at getting the house in Orange County. I mean, you name it, the Mercedes, the Suburb, and the whole thing, right? And my children were little and, you know, any you'll learn my story over time, but we had a lot of tragedy through our family. So healing my family was my core focus. Nothing came before my family. And I had a moment and it was right before the big economic crash back in 2009. And I woke up, went into this firm, and gave my notice, hmm. packed my boxes and walked out that day. And as I was walking out, one of the partners said to me, you will be nothing more than a Starbucks barista because you have no pedigree. Mm. Nice. <laughs> right. Thanks Beautiful. For the, thanks for right? the send off and the encouragement. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. and, but that was such a huge experience for me, right? Because that was the undercurrent of what I was working in, right? That was an undercurrent. That, that it's kind was of all or nothing. That's right. Yeah. That's hit, right. Hit your numbers, make your numbers. Right. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, we don't like you anyway, mm -hmm. right? So even we if we were you, only using you, we were, yeah, mm -hmm. well, you know, whatever it was, but. No matter what, that essence was underneath the culture. Now, I do want to clarify, there was another partner there who, to this day, I love dearly. He was instrumental in my growth. And he's the one who sent me to Landmark Education, where I began, did a lot of training. And he said, I may lose you as a result of this training, but you need to go. Mm. And he lost me as a result of that training, but I had to go. Um, and it was very instrumental in my path, but that was a defining moment. Now, at that point, when I left, I lost everything. The crash came. I went into a very long-term depression. Took me about two years. I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always had a business going on on the side. I started a business, a very successful consulting business at that time, um, and that was when the, you know, the doing administrative for companies that don't want people in-house anymore. 
right, the online and whatnot. So that worked out pretty well until I was pulled back into corporate. And I went through two companies and am now on the other side. So, yeah, there was a real defining moment. And I knew that that was the beginning of my awakening, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and you said uh, yeah, going back into corporate. Uh, and I think we can all relate to this. I know I can, probably our listeners too, that, that you're seeking to make a move or even the lightning bolt says you must make a move. But that gravitational pull, almost a comfort zone, even though it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it was a comfort zone of knowingness uh, makes us drift back. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. I've left companies Absolutely. and I said, I need to jump back into that That's right. Right, one more time, right? Right one into that fire, pan, uh, fire and you know, frying pan. That's right. But uh, so, you know, now you're on a different path. T- tell us where you are now yeah, and uh, yeah. what, what you're moving towards. So what I'm moving towards and, you know, I have to take one step back to what sure. I just left. Because this was a really pinnacle defining moment for me when I knew that um, defining what new leadership means is paramount to me, right? I, I, I know personally I can't do it the way I used to do it, and I can't be with people who are doing it in what I call the old paradigm, mm-hmm. right? And there has to be, and I'm committed to, what developing and training the new paradigm of leadership, right? Which is why I'm so inspired by this podcast, right? Giving us an opportunity to have a discussion where you can have high levels of success. I'm type A. I really do like running with A players, right? So I have a need to run at what I would call Mach 10, even though I do it a little fluffy, right? And then, but not at the expense of people, right? Not at the expense of people's health, well-being, mind. They, I, I fundamentally believe that you can have a balance of all things in life. The company I just left, you know, I had two telephones. I was attached <laughs> to the cell phone 24 hours a day. If we, the CEO couldn't find us, we would be screamed at, right? We were just, you know, I was a C-level. There was an expectation that was unacceptable, right? And it actually did not incent high performance, Mm -hmm. right? It really actually was, you know, contraintuitive. It just didn't work, right? So you were expected to— The expectation that the pressure would make you perform, but it actually did It was counterintuitive. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, if you have any sensibility, you actually reject that premise, right? Because that's an old paradigm. Sit at your desk from 8 to 5, right? Be here so I can see you because I have to feel like I'm controlling you. But we also own you from like the rest of the hours of the night, Mm -hmm. right? Which Mm -hmm. we did. We worked all night. And even then, it still wasn't good enough. For It's just the mindset was out of whack. And that's not uncommon. Many people do that. And what we're finding are heart attacks, broken families, unhappiness, lethargy, Mm -hmm. overweight, right? All of these components. So there's no ability to really fully enjoy the rest of your life, right? And most people get so, I know I found for myself, I was addicted to that behavior. Yes, yes. Right? That became part of who I was. And in that period, at that last role I was in, 
is where I really know I've been in the spiritual realm my whole life. This is not a conversation. I just lived in two worlds and didn't incorporate them. Now two worlds for me are being incorporated. That's the today. In that role, I began to really deepen my studies and rapidly begin the practicing of what I was studying so I could start to become a vessel for what I really wanted to see. And that was a new paradigm of leadership. Um, I was spun out. It was not by choice. It was, you know, a kick out. But I always believe the universe gives us what we need. Right. And I had to physically recover. I had a lot of physical problems. Last year, I had a lot of four types of cancer in the beginning of the year. Um, There were lawsuits, a lot of different stuff that took place. And I spun into pure IntelliKey. This was the baby, right? This was the baby. It came from a company called Awakening Our Soul. And I also had a company called Transcendent Leaders. And I merged the two. And now we're pure IntelliKey. And this is where the platform becomes and begins where I personally can work with leaders and individual to help them elevate and become that new paradigm of leadership, right? I'm getting older. I don't have the need to be at the forefront anymore, but I fundamentally believe our youth needs to grow mm-hmm. and they're purpose-driven. Yes. They're not driven simply by the green. I am, but they're not, right? They're <laughs> purpose-driven. And I also, you know, we have a platform where on the Pure IntelliKey website, which are all the metaphysical products, we also have other healers and readers, those who are also coming up, gives them a platform so they can fly as well. Well, that's terrific. And as you're thinking about leaders, and, and I guess we said in our opening of all sorts of organizations, mm-hmm. uh, leader, leadership as a concept, not a title. This is not a business card. Right. Um, So we're talking about companies, organizations, entrepreneurs, you know, individual practitioners. Um, How are you helping them? Talk talk a little bit about the tools and the practices and the processes that you're able to counsel uh, your your clients, you know, and um, and how that helps them. Yeah, that that's a great question. You know, I'll say one of the core underlying principle is that I'm really the conduit to show them how to access what they already have. So I'm not teaching them anything that they don't already know or have access to, but it's connecting them to their own inner ingenuity, their own inner genius and resources and guidance systems, right? The reason why most methodologies don't stick is because we're trying to fit people into somebody else's principles Mm -hmm. rather than connecting people to their own principles and their own way they function and their way that they navigate the world. They don't have to take on anybody else's principles. They take on their own and we grow them from there. So I'm thinking about the... You know, in business consulting, it's all about the numbers, the metrics. You know, how do, how do we know we're improving? Um, so h- how would one working with you know that they're advancing towards their IntelliKey, if I can then borrow that? You know, h- how do I know I'm moving towards my potential? 
I guess if you think about, you know, we've used the analogy of the tulip bulb, you know, it knows it's growing out of the ground. Right. The right. butterfly knows it's coming out of the chrysalis, you know, but how, how do we as individuals know that we're moving towards our actuality, you know, that we're making our potential real? Right. Hey, you know, there are many people in different places. So I would really, I'm going to just give you three examples because I think that's really important. One, I'm always committed to the numbers because it's just a measurement, right? And it part of teaching people to be tied to metrics also eliminates a lot of blocks, especially for people in the spiritual realm. They have a lot of blocks around money and moving forward, seeking a sale. That's just a conversation there. They really actually, you know, reject. So of course they're they're gonna have a hard time moving. But when we look at measurement for a person, one, we have to uncover what they really want. And nine out of 10 times, what we say we want and what we really want are two different things, <laughs> right? So getting to the core of what they really want, right? Because what they say they want is what society has built in that they should want. So true. Or they're ingrained with their own fear that they don't even believe, they don't even remember how to dream. So they don't even know that what they really want is on the table. Mm -hmm. So first, the first part is to get really to the inner essence of who they are and what they want. You're talking about society. I mean, the pressure that sometimes even families, you know, mom and dad always wanted me to be a doctor. Right. You know, Absolutely. I, you know, I just I knew I had to have this or that to be a real person. Right. Or my neighbors, you know, if I right. have the right car, they won't like me. That's right. You know, so that's so interesting about what you really, really do want. What you really do want. Yeah. Right. And what I love in particular, if you look at women right now. Right. Right now, it's usually men in the schools. Right. And women who are back at work. I work with a lot of young women and they have this guilt Two, there's two guilts. One, if they choose to leave work and stay home and raise their children, there's a guilt because women shouldn't want that anymore. Right. That's not a good enough cause or purpose. Or if they don't want it, it's not a good enough cause or purpose. Right. So. It's not. It's tied to what really they hold in those two directions. Absolutely, aren't they? Yeah. absolutely. So, how do you define what's really in there? And then once we get to that, then we create up measurements. And it's not me giving them measures, right? They create their own measures. What does it look like for you to win in that area, right? And then we start pulling for the right environment. Because it's not just putting a metric on a piece of paper. Who do you actually have to be to achieve that metric? So the work is done inside. So they can then become and stand, step into what they want to achieve. Because all of the work is done inside. This is not an outside external component. And that's where the metaphysical part comes in. So interesting. I mean, you're really adding... Uh, I think a surprising thing for many people who would call some of this, uh, you know, metaphysical, you know, the new age, the woo woo. But you're putting a, a rigor, you know, oh, and a discipline a doubt. behind it. Without so a doubt. it's not just I feel better or I feel more comfortable in my own skin or I'm, you know, whatever. But rather, no, we can put 
some measurements behind this and see that you are making the progress that you want to make. Not that I've dictated to you. Yeah. I'm not directing you. Absolutely. That is so, so good. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, mo- a lot of the people I talk to, you know, you even use the goal- word goals, measurements, you know, KPIs, even people in corporate. I hear KPI, my head spins. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and it's usually a metric that doesn't make sense anyway. Right. It's, you know, why are in most of us who have been, you know, finance is my background. They put these measurements in place that aren't even really aligned with the bottom line, which is kind of funny. You wonder why we're even measuring these. Right. And it's I don't know. So I hear KPI and my mind starts to explode because I really do like to have optimization. I don't want to have a lot of you know, I don't want 10 wheels spinning. I just need one wheel spinning so I can get there the quickest way possible. Yes, yes. And so, you know, as you look out there, who are, who are some of the leaders that, you know, when you think of an IntelliKey leadership story, you know, they're not just self-help gurus. They're not just, you know, authors who we all like to read and, and it makes us feel good. But who do you think are some of the leaders out there uh, doing it well and really implementing some of these principles and practices so that we could you know, model after. Any thoughts on that? You know, that's a great question. Um, You know, from the business side, I know they're out there. I'm not really sure who they are. I mean, I've shared with you, I watch mindvalley.com a lot. Mm -hmm. I participate Mm -hmm. in a lot of those classes. And, you know, Richard Branson's actually Mm -hmm. one who's leading the way. Right. And really working with vision on, you know, how he structures his companies and leaders like him. So I would know. And it really wasn't meant to be a trick question like, you know, here, name 10. Yeah. But I think that to your point, though, is that we know some of the leaders based on their results Mm -hmm. or their company stock or, you know, they stand up and say, here's a great invention or a new product. But I think through some of the interviews that we'll have on this podcast, I almost hope to open up and say, we knew them as a great leader. Now, let's find out what's inside. Right. And, and that's that soulful you know, leadership. You, exactly. Right. That's exactly. you're the one who came up with that so word. Let's, right. Let's, let, let's look for that as mm-hmm. we talk to some people. And so, you know, listeners uh, and friends, uh, we'll be publishing a list of the people, you know, we're going to talk to in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um it's gonna it's gonna be a great list, and I tell you, everywhere from uh, local restaurants to uh, entrepreneurs to individual you know practitioners to you know nationally known authors to executives at technology companies, mm-hmm. we're gonna run the gamut. Absolutely, and, uh, and and each one of them will have a little bit different story, and I, I'm excited to learn from each and every one of them. Yeah, so, I am as well. We have a great lineup coming. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story. And um, as you think about the people you're consulting with, what kind of people do you find are are attracted to the practices you've been describing? Who's coming to you these days? That's a great question. I actually have two groups that want the same thing. But if you ask them, they don't know. They don't know that, right? So I have very, very high performers, um, top salespeople people who are incredibly intentional, um, CEOs, leadership bodies, and also, so I actually have three categories. So I have really high performers, um, but are looking to do it a different way. 
people are physically exhausted and can't work in the old construct anymore. They want a new construct for performance, right? The other one are people who have just can't do what they're doing anymore and need to figure out where they're going or even how to find out where they're going. Um, and then the other part, the other group are spiritual leaders who want to understand how to break into the conversation and have a breakthrough about their conversation with money, right? So they can elevate and rise without a, this weird construct of guilt that's put on spiritual leaders who want to be successful, which is a completely distorted view, I think. So yeah. those are the three groups. Those are and the groups coming. That's right. And they're yeah. actually they're people who have already achieved some levels of success, right? So I'm not really for those who are not sure or frightened. You have to be willing to be in the game because I'm going to put you on the court, right? How, or you're going to put yourself on the court, and I'm going to be the one that helps support you. So I, I'm kind of like the John Wooden, if you will, the spiritual John <laughs> yes, Wooden, yes. right? But those are the people that come to me. Oh, that's great. Well, Kirsten, thanks for sharing uh, some of that background in your story. Thanks, Mark. And, and I just, uh, I think you, you as listeners are getting the flavor and the feel uh, for what we're going to be talking about. So this has been our initial episode. We look forward to having you join us in our next one. Uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about our own personal stories. Uh, Kirsten's just outlined two or three or four kinds of people that you could recommend our podcast to, and yes. they'll, they'll gain a lot. Yes. So uh, bring them along. Bring a friend. So thanks for coming, and uh, we'll, we'll share more stories and more journeys in our uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, first of all, thanks to uh, TriPoint Studios, Scott Shepard, our engineer. Again, if you had a, a video right woo, now, woo. We're, we're waving, giving him the high sign, and the <laughs> woo-woo, raise the roof. Um, <laughs> You know, all the recording, engineering, and editing help for our podcast here. You know, Scott's on his own pa uh, path as well, offering a location, yes, he is. Uh, equipment, uh, services. So a lot of people like ourselves want to create content, want to publish it and get it out there um, from video and photography. Even uh, I was checking out some of his shop work uh, <laughs> this morning. So, uh, you know, there's lots to, to learn here at TriPoint Studio. So thanks, Scott, for helping us out with the podcast. And if if you're a content creator, check out try, that's T-R-I-I-I, point.com. So until next time, here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your own life. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Scott. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintelliKey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.